challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. us begin. Thank you for joining me here at the Great Man Podcast. Hey, let's pause for a minute. I want you to visualize in your mind the men around the world listening to this podcast. There are students in a dorm room at Harvard who are young men pulling others together to listen to every episode of this podcast and other wonderful podcasts. There are some kids at Southern Cal. There are some NFL players who get together in the locker room before practices and games to listen to podcasts like this, this exact podcast, and perhaps some others if they have time. In the Philippines, there are gatherings of young men. They pull together in a park because it's the best place they have. They sit outside and they listen to this podcast, and then they hold each other accountable for living it out. One of the places that excites me the most is we have listeners in Iran. They'll play a few sentences, and then someone stops the recording, and the translation takes place. And then they play the next few sentences, and then somebody speaks it in Farsi. I mean, it's happening all over the world, in London, in Amman, in Manila, in Dubai. There are men listening, especially young men. This is what excites me the most. I love the older guys. Don't misunderstand. I am one. But the young guys who are listening to this, who are risking, who are laying this kind of foundation into their lives before they've really gotten very far into their lives. I want to tell you that we love you. We pray for you. We are excited about you. And Great Man will help you every way that we can. All right, let's move on with our topic this time. I want to talk to you about one of the arts of great manhood, which I think is essential for every man listening to this podcast, wherever you might be in the world. And it's this, in order to be a great man, in order to spread the message of great manhood, in order to give a reason for how you're living, you need to be able to answer the question, what is great manhood? Now, we've talked about a lot of things in this podcast over the years, but I'm not sure we've ever talked about this. If you are asked, what is it you're trying to do? Uh, Maybe somebody has seen you with your band of brothers, or they see the books that you're reading, or they realize you're listening to podcasts like this, or they maybe they see changes in your life, really positive changes about how you live and how you conduct yourself with women and and how you bond and become accountable to other men, or uh, how maybe how you work out, take care of your body, maybe how you've changed your your ethics, your way of conducting yourself, whatever it is, whatever the change in your life. Maybe they've watched you reconcile with your father and treat your mother differently, treat your sisters differently, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever it is, people will come to you in your life and they will say, what is this manhood thing? What, what, what are you trying to do? What is this great manhood? Why are you trying to live differently from anybody else that I see out on the street, the person might say, or, or, or the way you used to live? And I want to tell you that you should have in your head a basic explanation of what noble manhood is, of what we call here great manhood, obviously. And and this doesn't need to be pages long. It just needs to be a core, and I'm going to go ahead and call it a script. I don't want you to be over, you know, rehearsed and think those are the exact words you have to speak, but I, but I do want you to have an answer in your head. You know, really what I'm asking you to have is an apologetic 
That comes from the Greek word apologia, which means a reasoned answer, a thought-out, understandable answer. For us Christians in the New Testament, we're told to have a reason for the hope that lies within us. Why do we believe in Jesus? Why do we live that life? And so it doesn't say, you know, just just give a bunch of gush. (laughs) It uses that Greek word apologia, which means a reasoned, thought-out answer for what you believe. Christians are expected to know that, to be able to give an apologetic. That's the English word that comes from that Greek word, apologia. It has, you can see the core word logic and word in it, apologia. And that means that gives us an indication that it's meant to be reasonable. It's meant to be understandable. It's meant to be thought out, maybe a little bit planned. Now, that's not all you're going to say. But for most of us, if we've got a core definition in our brain, well, then we're able to give that. And then we're able to do jazz and modify it based on what circumstances that we are in. Because frankly, if you can't define it, are you living it out? I mean, if you're not clear about what noble manhood is, if you're not clear about what uh, noble, great, righteous manhood is, are, are, are you really able to live it out? Well, I just I don't want you just to live it out. Of course, I'm, I want that. That's what this whole podcast is about, is coaching men to be great men. But what I want you also to be able to do is to spread this, is to take it further, is to impact every young man you have a chance to impact, to to be able to, to whip it out over pizza or talk about it, uh, you know, when a guy's in crisis or be able to answer a question when it comes to you. And you, ought to, you want to have it pulsating in your own brain. You want to be able to, to think about this. And when you're driving down the road or have a quiet moment on the metro or the U-Bahn or whatever it is, the tube in London, you're, you're getting around the city and you're just thinking about why you're trying to live your life a certain way, you can come back to your core principles, to your core truth. So let me help you by giving you my basic definition of great manhood or noble manhood. Now, I'm going to say it two or three different ways because I don't have it down in an exact syllable for syllable, word for word script, but I have a basic definition of what great manhood, of what noble manhood is. And I'll use some version of that when somebody asks me. And when I'm alone, usually for me, it's on an airplane, uh, you know, flying the miles and miles and miles that I do every year. An airplane is a place where I put on my Bose headphones and I get my Diet Coke on my tray and I'm looking out the window know those beautiful clouds and I'm thinking about my life and I'm thinking about how I live and I'm thinking about the principles I'm committed to and I'm thinking about who I want to influence. And this definition is what I use. And again, I don't have it written down in some core form. I've just used it in my head so many times that I can come close to nailing the approximate version of it that I use all the time, uh, anytime I think of it. So here's, here's what I consider to be a definition, my apologia my apologetic, my reasoned explanation of what great manhood is. Great manhood occurs when a man understands the God-given power and the God-given responsibilities of true manhood walks both out fully for his own good and for the good of others. All right, let me go ahead. Let me just say that again. I might say it slightly differently. And again, I don't have, I'm not reading anything here. I'm just talking about what's in my head and has been for years. Great manhood happens when a man understands the God-given power and responsibilities of true manhood and walks both of those out fully for his own good and for the good of others. 
All right, let's let's break that down real quick. And by the way, take that, modify it to use it in your own language, your own culture, um, and and make it your own. That's fine. I'm, I'm not copywriting this for heaven's sakes. I'm trying to give it away. All right, great manhood. That's my definition of noble manhood, true manhood, good manhood. Occurs when a man understands his God-given. Now, I, I believe that God made manhood, and I believe he prescribed what it is. And isn't it interesting that the further away some cultures have moved from God, the greater crisis we've had regarding manhood. I think that there's a connection. So I think God is the source of all this. And so I start with God, the God-given. And then I have two words that I use all the time, power and responsibility. I believe that manhood is an unbelievably powerful thing. And in the same way you might have to learn how to ride a horse and and harness that power, or the same way you learn to, to harness a power tool, use a power tool. I've used some great, big, massive power tools in my life. And I, boy, I got to tell you, big as I am, they, they just about owned me until I learned how to control that power. You know what I'm talking about. I've also swum with large mammals in the ocean. (laughs) That's a scary experience. Much more powerful than me. I've been on top of an elephant. You understand what I mean? High-powered man. Manhood is a powerful thing. Just the physicality of manhood is a powerful thing. Not even to neglect mentioning the words of a man, the manner of a man, the spirit of a man, the conduct of a man. All of it's very powerful stuff. So you're learning how to use power. Then also the responsibilities. You know how I define this. What is it you're meant to stand guard over? What is it you're meant to protect? Who is it you're meant to impact as a man? Obviously, your family, but also your community, maybe your nation. Obviously, this culture, this generation, these things are important. So the God-given power and responsibility of true manhood and then that men walk them both out fully. Some men come to the message of noble manhood because they like the power aspect. Well, you can't embrace the power aspect of it, that man's powerful, that manhood's awesome, that men are strong and, and gifted and have powerful gifts and their words and their soul and their planning and their design and their conquering, and then neglect the responsibilities. Men focusing on their power and neglecting their responsibilities is part of what's causing problems in our society. So both the power and the responsibilities of true manhood and walking them out fully, fully, completely given to the responsibilities, completely given to the power, walking them out fully, again, as God designed. And notice that then I say, for the good of themselves, yes, you want to embrace this for the good of yourself. You want to get whole. I don't want to see you tormented anymore by your past wrongs or by the harsh things a coach or a or a father said to you or the fact that a father wasn't absent in your life or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I want you whole. I want you at peace. I want you laying your head on your pillow at night and being at peace as a man. Yeah, I want power uh, to be set free. I want power to be whole. I want power to erase the curses spoken in my life. I want power to erase the negative lessons. There are times in my life that I've been less than a man should have been sexually. I've been less than a man should have been in terms of my treatment of the weak. I've been less than a man should have been in terms of standing guard. I, I, I want forgiveness for those things. I want power to overcome those things. I don't want to be haunted by those things. I want to walk it out in a whole way. That's that's why I focus first on the man. You know, when you get on the airplane, you've heard this illustration a thousand times. What does the flight attendant always say? Look, if we get into a crisis, put your oxygen mask on first before you try to help someone else. 
And I asked some people about that. I've spent a lot of time, more than most human beings, with pilots and flight attendants. I once said, why do you guys say that? I, I pretty much knew, but I wanted to know, why do you say that? And they said, we have all heard stories or actually seen someone pass out trying to help other people. They didn't take care of themselves first, and therefore, they weren't able to help others. I want you to help others, but you got to take care of yourself first. And I want you to take care of yourself because you are important. And then finally, walk it out for the good of others. You know, a measure of noble manhood is that the environment around you is changed, is that people in your dorm, people in your life, people in your company, your neighborhood, the people you impact, the people in your clubs or your, your org- the organizations you're part of, the people, I hope, in your nation, in your state, in the world, perhaps, Noble manhood is measured not just by the contentment of the man himself or even the well-being of his family. It's measured by the way the entire environment around him has changed. And I could give lots of illustrations. There are men I know who have changed organizations. They've changed, made change in their building. Some of my young Filipino friends have absolutely transformed the entire, I call them towers, uh, in, in which they live. Great big residential towers in the Philippines. And these young men have changed the, the, the culture from criminal stuff and mess and anger among neighbors and competition and hurt and stuff like that. And these young men have changed that culture. How? By just being noble men. So noble, great manhood happens when a man understands the God-ordained power and responsibilities of true manhood and walks both out fully for himself, the good of himself, and the good of others. Now, you don't have to take that definition, but what's yours? Do you have one in your head? Take mine and modify it. Take mine and use, use it word for word. But have a good, reasoned thought-out definition or explanation of what noble manhood is. You're going to be asked, and this is a way that you can not only keep yourself on track on the right radar beam here, but also you can draw others into the movement as you give a reason for why you're living as you do and what great manhood is, because this is one of the great arts of great manhood. To join the great man community, or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 